1: Hey, Cleaning Nation, what's up? It's Lindsay here back for another solo session, another solo episode. The last episode I did um, that was a deep dive into the um, client happiness manager position Um, got a lot of great feedback. People were like, hey, I loved how you like deep dived into like a very specific topic and a very specific thing. So I thought we could deep dive today into um, virtual assistants. Now, I know we've done um, a few episodes, well, probably several at this point, but the main episode I'm referring to, if you haven't listened to them, are Virtual Assistant 101 for your cleaning company and Virtual Assistants, I think we call it 201 for your cleaning company. If you just um, search that on whatever um, platform you're listening to this on, I'm sure it will come up. Um, But anyhow, um, I just wanted to talk about some stuff I've noticed when um, a client will come to me, for example, and be like, "Hey, I'm having a lot of trouble like communicating with my VA, or I can't figure out a system to put into place." And they kind of tell me what's going on, and, and I'm like, "Oh, I got some tips and tricks to help you with that." So we're gonna get very specific today. And um, also, this is for all my clients out there that come to me sometimes, and they're like on their third or fourth virtual assistant, and they're like. I still can't communicate with them, or something's still wrong, and it's like the third or fourth time that's happened, it's like, I hate to tell you this, but it's probably a little bit on your end if if it's like the same thing keeps happening over and over again, okay? It's probably, it's like it's, it's like when women date the same guy, like basically over and over again, they're like, I don't know why I can't find a good man. Okay, it was a little side tangent, but similar, similar concepts. Um, this episode is special too, because... Um, it was kind of last minute so I couldn't get my virtual assistant, her name is Apple, awesome name. I couldn't get Apple on this episode with me, um, honestly <laughs> she's a little shy so someday I will try to get her actually on an interview, uh, episode to interview her. Um, but I asked her some questions too like to get her input from the virtual assistant side like what kind of things she likes to see from her employer that makes her job easier or makes things like better for her. So. We're going to save that till the end, and uh, I'm going to start with some things that I think are super helpful, some tools. So just a quick review. What is a virtual assistant? Okay, so a virtual assistant or VA is anyone you hire to do any kind of task, really. It could be anything, honestly, virtually. So this could be your scheduler. Um, Mike went into the, I believe it's the eight roles in a cleaning company, and I covered the um client happiness manager, but like your scheduler could be a virtual. um, Your person answering your emails or taking calls, like they could easily be virtual or you just might need some admin help, which is very, very typical for a virtual assistant to do. So again, that is on a bunch of previous episodes, just want to give a quick recap there. Um, My first tip is going to be to make communication as easy as possible between the two of you. So this doesn't necessarily mean like giving the VA your cell phone so they can text you any time of day or night. No, that's that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is um, give them tools. So if you need to communicate in real time during the workday, it's easy. Uh, the biggest, most common one that people use nowadays is Slack, S-L-A-C-K. Um, if you've never heard of it, definitely check it out. There are free. Um, um, subscriptions for it, like before you have to really even pay. I think most people I know use the free (laughs) um, version because it's pretty, most cleaning companies aren't ginormous and you only need a few users. So they're usually free, but it's even cheap if you add more users. But anyhow, I don't have the specific pricing in front of me, but whatever they charge, it's totally worth it. So What is Slack? Well, it's basically kind of an instant messenger system. You can think back into like the AOL days where you had instant messenger and you were chatting back and forth in like a chat room. So it's basically um, an instant messaging service designed for businesses really where you can chat back and forth. You can make different channels. So say you have a client happiness channel, you can make that. Um, Say you have a scheduling channel, you can put your scheduler in there and you can have everything nice and neat. So if you're ever thinking or having a conversation with someone on your team you can easily see like oh yeah where was that conversation like we i know we had it you just look in the channel and boom there it is so i personally like slack a lot i've seen other alternatives that are out there that um i think some of them are free i know discord is like the hip happening one that is very similar that um i've seen like you get a discord server i think that's free it's you can totally google it it's um something people like as well um the other og one that i see people use a lot is skype which um is owned by microsoft now i believe but it's still great i feel like slack and zoom have kind of like replaced skype in my opinion but some people find it really valuable because you can do a chat and you can do video conferencing on it um I do not believe you can do video conferencing on Slack yet. I could be wrong. And by the time this episode comes out, they easily could have it. Um, I don't know if they're going to have it in like a day. But um, if you're listening to this in the future, double check. Slack might have video by now. Um, they do have something cool that where you can um, set up a room. Sorry to backtrack. This is to Slack, but just another hint. You can leave voicemails on it too um, and voicemail each other back and forth, which I love, especially working with Jackson and our tech department. When things get really complicated, or with Jared, I just um, I just voicemail them. Um, anyhow, so Skype, back to Skype is another good option. Um, Zoom is going to be I <laughs> let me just put it this way. I think post-COVID times, or in the world we live in now, everyone kind of has to know how to use Zoom. Um, it, everyone uses it. It's pretty much the standard platform for video conferencing i know google meets is out there too my opinion is it's not great but if you use google meetup or whatever it's called it's still good if you use it through like your g suite if you've signed up for gmail with your company um excuse me it's still good um but zoom is really great for conferences and holding quick meetings um you can have a free account that lasts um the meetings will last up to 40 minutes i believe Um, And it's just great. It's such a major tool to use so that you can, especially with a virtual assistant, where you can see their facial expressions. I know in the past they've recommended using um, Filipino VAs. And sometimes the communication, like... You know, it's English is their second language, so stuff can get lost in text, like the nuances, and it's great to see their facial expressions. Like, are you really understanding me? Like, does this make sense? Or you can tell if they're a little confused. Like, I love Zoom for that. So, um, I know in the past I've recommended a weekly check in for um, your virtual assistant in you. Like, if you have a team of them, even better, and meet once a week, I recommend doing that on Zoom. Um, Easy. So, I would say Zoom and Slack are my top two communication devices. I would check them out first. Um, and just a disclaimer here. We are not endorsed or affiliated with any of these brands I'm talking about. This is just me telling you what I like. Um, they don't pay me to stay here and talk to you. They definitely don't. Um, so, I just wanted to get that out of the way. I forgot to mention that at the top of this episode. All right. So um, the next thing you're going to need, besides tools for communication, is you're also going to need tools for project management and day to day tasks. So, what do I mean by project management? Okay, so say you give your VA a project of like in, import all of these contacts into my CRM, my new CRM that's customer resource management. I probably just screwed that up, but (laughs) whatever. So your CRM, where you manage your clients, right? So say it's like a huge project. Um, You want a way to assign that to the person so it doesn't get lost in the mix. So this is one thing I don't really use Slack for is project management, because there's a lot of conversations going on in our end and stuff can get lost easily. So what I recommend is having some kind of system where you can make a to-do list that you both can see. So the most easy way to do this, honestly, is just to make a document, whether it's Google Docs or Word document, and make it like a checklist where you have a little box and they can just check off. So you would have Monday, um, well, you could put all their projects on there. You can put their day-to-day tasks on there too, is what I'm saying. So you could have like Monday's tasks, Tuesday, like make the schedule, whatever it is. But I found it's very helpful. Even for me, when I was on um, Mike's, virtual assistant (laughs) yeah I had that title I think for like maybe a month but uh I had a daily task list where I checked everything off for the day because I was balancing a lot of stuff and it helps me at times to my predecessor left me that list and it was phenomenal. Um, and it was so basic too, just for projects management, like keeping in mind like, you know, what stuff I have going on. Some other tools that I like are Asana, um, Trello. Um you can just Google those. Asana is A-S-A-N-A, Trello it's a little more robust than Trello. Trello's T-R-E-L-L-O. Is T-R-E-L-L-O. Um, Trello I like because it's hard to explain in a podcast or even in a video, but Basically, you can make little cards and imagine you have like a um, whiteboard, you know, and you have a list of projects like, you know, CRM, marketing projects, and you could list out each thing under that headline, like what needs to be done and what needs to be prioritized in that order. And it's shared with your whole team so you can see when stuff gets done in real time. Um, There's also JIRA, J-I-R-A. I know that's really common in like the tech industry. It's a little more, even more robust than I would say Asana. I think they're related to each other, but you know, don't make it too complicated. If you like easy stuff, I would just say go with a document, but have somewhere where it's written out like the stuff you have going on, because chances are your VA is not gonna like remember it and you setting up a system for them to remember what's going on and that you both can see will be like super helpful
0: hey amazing people you may have noticed we don't sell a dadgum thing on this podcast we don't allow ads the only ask that can ever have of you guys is if you dig the show for you to spread the word and share so we can change as many lives as possible literally it'll take you five seconds to give us a great review and i can't tell you how much i appreciate you as a listener and value the gift of your kind words now back to the show
1: the next thing i have that kind of ties into project management is think of number three as give your team your va give your va guidelines to work by but don't micromanage them so what do i mean by this is For me, it's not easy. I'm a micromanager, I'm telling you. I'm a self-proclaimed micromanager. I like to, (laughs) if I could do everything myself, trust me, I would, Cleaning Nation. But that's why we have VAs, because we can't do everything ourselves. It would be insane, right? Um, So um, what do I mean by guidelines? So say you have, let's use the client happiness manager. They might not be a VA, but I think I mentioned this in that episode is, Give them guidelines, like give them a budget of like what they can spend to complete their project. Um, say you are working on a CRM or something like that and you're importing all these contacts and you need a tool. Um, set a budget for your VA. say, hey, you can spend up to 50 bucks on this project. Like if you need to buy some um, get some help from fiber, like if your VA can't do it and they need to hire help. That allows them to do that um, without having to check in with you. So kind of set like a a point where you're comfortable with giving them money to do something if it's necessary. Um, Some people won't feel comfortable giving their VAs um, credit cards or money or stuff like that. And that's okay. It's baby steps, right? So, you know, it's really at your discretion. But I think having a budget helps. Or an amount of money that it's okay for them to come to you for you to pay it, which isn't really... uh, so it doesn't really flow well. That's why I like to give VAs like if they need to buy something and it's under fifty, fifty bucks or under, it's like that's not gonna kill my business, right? Um so other guidelines you can give them are deadlines. Oh, deadlines are deadlines are are big. And if you're vague about deadlines, it can it can cause so much confusion with your team, with your virtual assistant. Um if you just give them a huge project and you're like okay, go get it done, and they have other stuff going on. They don't know how to prioritize things. So a good VA is going to ask you, hey, you gave me task A, B, and C to do, and now you're giving me D, which seems humongous. What do you want me to do first? You'd think a VA would do that, but they might not always do that. So you need to communicate as the leader to your virtual assistant what to prioritize and what the deadline is. So say it's by tomorrow or it's the end of the week. Um, really keep in mind, too, that if you have virtual assistants all over the world, like like I, Apple's in the Philippines, like anytime I give her a deadline, I have to make sure it makes sense. Like if I'm working on um, a Thursday afternoon, I say, okay, give me this by tomorrow morning. It's already tomorrow morning her time. So it's like you got to be clear with deadlines. Um, and another point I want to make is, you should make your VA feel comfortable to approach, um, you if they have any questions. So I I love how Mike, when I work with him and he gives me a project, he always says, I'm here to support you. If, if anything comes up, just let me know, like, don't be afraid to reach out and contact me if you need help. Um, I think sometimes with virtual assistants, we think we never have to like, (laughs) <laughs> this is a terrible example, but maintain them. Um, like, like think of just think of your team as a garden, right? You're watering it. You're helping them grow. You're helping maintaining that team by giving them guidelines, giving them core values to live by, uh, to work by. So, you know, another way to help your garden grow <laughs> terrible analogy, but we'll go with it um, is to just let your team know that you're still there for them. You're not like off like done with them after you give them an assignment, especially if it's kind of a big deal. Um, And the last one that kind of ties in with that is give them space to come up with their own ideas and their own solutions. Um, This is super important for new, not new business owners, but business owners that are new to having like any kind of team, um, especially if they've been doing everything on their own in the office for so long, it feels weird to like hand that off. And you want to watch. You might want to. Not everyone is like this, but you might want to watch, like, or feel the need to watch every single thing that that virtual assistant is doing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not going to do a better job by having them you stare over their shoulder, right? It's like your cleaners. They're not going to clean better by you going on the clean with them and just staring at them, like cleaning a toilet. Like, how is that going to make them feel, right? So, same thing with your virtual assistants. Give them a little space. To work on their own and come up with ideas. Like if you give them an outcome, right? We talk about outcome-based jobs where you know you can give everyone a task to do, but you can also give them outcomes. Like you know, make this customer the CRM work flaw like work great. Make it set up so that all of our contacts are in there, and we can easily text or call anyone on on a dime if we have to. So that's a clear outcome. Like. If if you need to tell them every step of the way of how to get there, that's not really helpful either. That's going to take as much time as you doing it yourself. So give them some freedom to try things on their own. Also, this sounds crazy, but give them the freedom to fail too. That's the only way they're going to grow as workers. I can't tell you how many times I've failed working on something for Mike. I like sometimes it feels like I'm I'm Trying out new things so much and just failing at them that it's like it's, um, it feels kind of weird sometimes, but eventually I get faster at realizing when something's not going to work and finding something that will work for the team, right? So it's kind of like a macro micro view. Like I'm Mike's, I'm not really his virtual assistant, but I'm on his team virtually. Apple's on my team virtually. Like we all have a similar kind of relationship, like with Russian dolls, you know, that kind of nest into each other. So it's it's the same concept from the top down, a um, little tangent there, but um, yeah, just don't rush to put out a fire, like let the person figure it out on their own. Um, okay, so I promised that we would go over some stuff that Apple gave me, and uh, I think it was funny because I asked her, you know, a certain thing, and she's... I wasn't clear. I did a bad job (laughs) of being clear. That's another thing with communication. you got to be clear, very specific with what you're asking for. Um, So the first thing she did, which was super cute, I want to share this um, from a VA's point of view. Um, This is Apple's tips to VAs to um, basically how to work with an employer, like tips for them. So I thought this would be cool if you're an owner and listen to this um, to get that kind of side that you're not used to hearing. Um, So first one's excellent. She says, be resourceful as a VA. Don't limit your knowledge or yourself. Apple will research the crap out of stuff for me. She, like, I never have to tell her to Google anything. She is Googling it. She is duck, duck going it. She is, she'll do anything to find more information. She's very independent and she usually figures out stuff better than, faster than I would have figured out. Um, be honest and dedicated. Um, be honest is basically one of our core values. So I love that she listed this um, and dedicated. She's super dedicated. I have to tell her to take days off. Like she just took a beach vacation. I was so happy for her. Um, always know your priorities is one of her recommendations for a VA, which honestly, that is reflects back on you as the owner, right? Like you should be you should be helping them prioritize, like I said, with deadlines, with budgets, with things like that, with your projects management. Um, and then here's a list of things. I think she said it makes ma- things that make life easier for Apple <laughs> as a VA. Um, have complete details of the task that's being assigned to you. So as an owner, right, I just said be clear. Um, be clear with what you're asking of the person. There you go. Um, have a competitive co- uh, compensation. <laughs> I, I was, this is why I love Apple. See, she's a core, she's a core value match because one of our um, core values is make money. So she's already being real, and now she's like, "Hey, I gotta make money. Like, I need, I need a competitive compensation, or else, like, what am I doing here? Like, you're gonna pay me like nothing to <laughs> to work for you? No, we want her to make money. Um, Having an upgraded an updated computer and have a strong internet connection—that kind of like goes without saying—but you know sometimes you get people in the Philippines that their internet in their region might not be good. So um, she's basically telling those types of people to make sure you got your stuff together before you become a VA um, because we're going to be dependent on having. Having your internet working for Zoom and, and all that stuff, it's it's super basic, but I think it's important for VAs to know that on their end too. So I hope that like helps you get a little perspective on like how she thinks sees things sees things from her ends. Um super cute. I gotta get her on here sometime. <gasps> Excuse me, I got a little cold apparently. Um yeah, so just a review super quick. Make communication as easy as possible. These are my points. Um, Have a system for day-to-day tasks as well as project management. That's two. Um, Number three is give guidelines, but don't micromanage, right? So we talked about budget, we talked about deadlines. And number four, my fourth tip was give them space to come up with their own solutions and answers. And uh, yeah, it helps them grow. So that is it, Cleaning Nation. I hope this is helpful to you in some way. And, um, yeah, let me know in the comments or shoot me an email at support at growmycleaningcompany.com or find us on Facebook. We have, uh, the Grow My Cleaning Company, um facebook group i I don't even know how many people we have in there it's thousands it's crazy so join that party um don't be a stranger and let me know if you enjoyed this episode and if you have any questions again support at growmycleaningcompany.com that's it for today and i'll catch you next time bye
0: well here we are the end of the podcast and you made it great job